As we move into Chapter 2, Matrices, you might be wondering, what are matrices and why do you need them? The simplistic answer is that the Baruch Business School would like you to know it before they enter you into their program. And also, they really are used a lot in modeling and other forms of data analysis in the business world and outside the business world as well in statistics and um, programs like that. But that's kind of a simplistic answer, even though I know many of you are very much interested in getting into the Baruch Business School, there's a little more to why you need matrices than that. So to answer your question, if you have it, a little more clearly and appropriately to what you've been studying, we need to go back to section 1.3, which is applications of linear functions. Now, do you remember in applications of linear functions when we talked about break-even analysis? You have a profit uh, coming from a cost function and a revenue function, and the break-even point could also correspond to where the profit function was zero. Well, we are going to look at a, a simple example of that, and then that will lead us into actually a need for matrices. So suppose you and your school club are trying to raise money for your club, and you decide that you're going to make a CD. You're going to record the CD, you're going to produce it, and then you're going to go out and sell it. And so there's a certain amount of cost involved and a certain amount of revenue, hopefully, right, if you're trying to raise money. So you have something called your fixed costs, right? Also from section 1.3, if you want to go back to review. And suppose your fixed costs are, say, it costs you for the recording studio. Maybe you get a student discount, but it still costs you, say, $225 to record your CD. And then suppose you also have advertising costs. And for your particular project, which is mostly just making flyers, it costs you, say, $60 to reproduce the flyers for your advertising. So your total fixed costs might be something like $285. Well, we also have variable costs if we're going to produce a CD. Can you imagine what the variable costs might be? How about the actual material itself? The material itself, in general, you can maybe get a CD for maybe under a dollar now each, but let's suppose just to make it um, simple, we say a dollar. I'll spare us the decimals, maybe a dollar ten, ninety cents, we'll just stick it at a dollar. And also you have cover, cover art costs. And suppose the cover art costs you about, say, 85 cents. By the time you consider the inkjet ink that's going to go into the color, the paper, and all of that. We're not counting your time because this is a fundraiser, so we're not going to quantify how much your time is worth, although a lot of times that's a consideration as well. So if you'd like to pause for a minute, and think of what the cost function would be. Cost as a function of number of units, in this case, number of CDs produced. Take a minute and see if you can come up with the formula for this based on what you learned in section 1.3, and then come back and we'll do it together.
Okay, coming back, the cost function would be your fixed costs, $285, plus your variable cost, which is conveniently set up per CD, $1 plus 85 cents per each CD times the number of CDs. So you've seen this cost function before, just a linear function of the number of CDs produced X. And we could make it look a little nicer. Are we doing matrices yet? No. But we'll be leading into why we might like to use matrices in the future. So cost 285 plus $1.85 times X. Now when talking about breaking even, we have to think about revenue. So the revenue is actually going to be a little easier to put together. And the revenue is based entirely in this model on what you're charging per CD. So suppose you charge $15 per CD. Then the revenue you bring in is just $15 times the number of CDs you sell. So it's the revenue function is that nice 15x. Recall the more complicated version Revenue is P times X, where P is the demand price. Um, if it's a, de a function of X, then we have P of X times X. But in this case, our price is just a fixed $15. It does not depend upon demand, so we just take 15 times X. 